Y'all listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only. Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Hell, man. Back in business, too, man. Whew. Man, how good is God? I mean, really, if you think about it, in spite of all that's going down in your life, first of all, it could be worse. But secondly, sometimes you have to remember, and I've just had to have this conversation with myself this morning. That's how I'm fresh on this one right here. When... A challenge faces you. Are you going through a difficult moment or you didn't hit a bump in the road? In the middle of that, if you can manage to be grateful, it would take you a long way. Gratitude is a powerful resource. If you can be grateful in the middle of it, gratitude is a powerful resource. When it's dim for you and it got a little bumpy on the road, and you ran into some obstacles and you didn't ran up into some detour signs and your journey ain't smooth as it was last week or, or last year. You got to be grateful for the things that are going right and that have gone right and for the thing that's wrong right now to get right. Man, can I share that with you? Man, is that a tough one to learn. It is for me. It has been one of my toughest challenges is to learn how to be grateful because it's a powerful resource, but how to be grateful in moments of despair when it ain't going right. See, here's a mistake I would make. See, when something go wrong, I want to focus on the wrong so much in an attempt to fix it. But even then, the focus ain't always in the fix it. The focus becomes, man, this is bad. Man, I can't believe this is happening. Why does this keep going down? 
that doesn't fix anything. You know, uh, mealing over it, going over what's wrong, explaining it, sharing it with your friends, you know, making it sound worse than it is, tell the story for pity from other people. All of that right there has nothing to do with the fix. Sometimes you're just mulling over it. You're just making it worse. You're just making it a bigger problem. You're manifesting it into your atmosphere. You're putting it out there in your spirit. Now all of a sudden it consumes your day. Next thing you know, you're having a bad day. If you're having a bad day, it's because you've been having some bad thoughts. So what I've had to learn how to do and what I'm working on this morning is I'm working on this situation that then cropped up. I was going kind of smooth here for a minute, and now I then got real bumpy in the road, you know, and all this here. So what I'm thinking about now, though, is even though I've hit a bump in the road, and even though I done ran into a detour, and even though I, I've hit this lull, I've, I'm going down into a valley, I ain't up on the peak, can I not still be grateful for all the things that God has given me, for all the things he's done for me, for all the things he's brought me through, and realizing that even this that's happening to me again is going to pass too. He gonna get me through that too. Come on, man. God is a good God, man. It's a lot to be grateful for. So while I'm tripping on this bump in the road I didn't hit, what I gotta remember is all the things he's done for me. And like I say, my saying is joy and depression cannot reside in the same place. So instead of being down about this new bump in the road, if I'm constantly filling my mind with the thoughts of how good he's been to me, of what all he's done for me, of all the things he's brought me through, of all the blessings he's presented me with. When I go down that list, I really don't have a lot of time to mull over the situation. Now, do I have to fix this bump in the road? Of course I do. Are there some things I'm going to have to do to straighten it out? Of course it is. But, Steve, just go on and get the business of doing it and straighten it out. What you mulling over and worrying about it for? You know, old people, I heard old people say something when I was growing up in the church. They say, if you're going to pray about it, don't worry about it. But if you're going to worry about it, don't pray about it. That's an amazing thing. And prayer just happens to be my weapon of choice. That ain't always been that way. I want you to understand that. My first weapon of choice was, you do it to me, I do it to you. You call me out, I call you out. You say something bad about me, I've tried to find you and say something bad about you. That was my weapon in the past. How did that work out for you, Steve? Not so good. Because you know what? I spent a lot of time fighting back, kicking back, swinging back, when I could have spent all that time climbing. See, all you're trying to do at the end of the day, folks, is have a better life than the one you got. All you're trying to do is improve your position in life. You know, it's not my business to make sure you don't get where you're going. I ain't got no time for that. It's not my job to assure that you ain't as high as me. I ain't got no time for that. Your real mission and purpose is to have the best life that you can have, to ascend to the highest plateau that you can get to, to make your family as comfortable as you can, to provide as much as you can for your family, but legally. See, those of us that are sitting up here trying to come up with sideways, you can ask a couple million men sitting in prison today how they wish they hadn't have done that. And they'll tell you, oh, man, I wish I never had did it. I knew not to go down there. Something told me not to go down there. 
man, if I could change things, I would. But they sitting somewhere doing some time that had they made another decision, they wouldn't have to do. Now, that don't make them throw away people. Nah, man, because everybody make mistakes. And God is in the forgiving business. And some of us have done some things that really broke the law and a whole lot of other things and deserve to do some time. But through the grace of God, we didn't. But now we sit up here and we pass judgment on people who got to do some. Man, I don't care. I don't care what you've done. God can forgive anything. But our position, our motivation in life is to try to have the best life we can have and provide for those around us and make it comfortable. If that's your ambition, you don't have time to worry about or concern yourself with another person. And I wasted time doing that. And that's not the way to get it done. It's simply mind to your business. Taking care of you and getting yourself right and tight is 24-7. So that's a full-time job. So what I had to learn was, and what I've, the reason I've chosen prayer as, as my weapon of choice now, is that now prayer helps me that I don't have to fight back. Now, if I get cornered, I'm going to fight you. I, I, I ain't even going to lie to you. And I'm still working on some things that trigger me, you know, you, you know, you, you know, and 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 so I'm 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 slowly getting better at that. But I've learned that my weapon of choice is prayer now. So when it happens ugly for me, I pray about it. When it get tight and dismal for me, I pray about it. And the thing about prayer, man, is prayer changes things. Yes, it does. Now, read about it and try it. That's the deal, okay? Come on. Prayer is a wonderful weapon. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's about to begin. Here we go. I. Oh, I. I. So in the morning. He about to sing some Al, though, it sounds like. Uh-uh. Oh, I. Uh, yeah, yeah, one more time now. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe this is original. Two, That's what I'm three, doing. Uh-huh. Oh, I. You ain't never been to a, a show like in a lounge in a uh, like a small hotel and it'd be uh-huh. a dude up there they didn't hire and uh-huh. this his moment and he supposed to be singing because they hired him to do top 40 hits. Uh-huh. Yes. Because he always wanted to do his this original that he uh-huh. wrote. Uh-huh. Now you sitting in the lounge, trying to have a little, you know, Moment. mushroom <laughs> bites, broccoli or something like that, mm-hmm. little chicken wing, and he up there got a little something for you special. I wrote today. Ah, yes, <laughs> yes, I saw it in the. But Bahamas. it sound like <laughs> oh, ah, it sound like he finna sing something you know, but he, he never right. get down. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I think. He got that shiny shirt on, Steve. Boy, unbuttoned. But he he got a computer and he play all the instruments too. (laughs) (laughs) But he's steady looking over at that computer hitting buttons. Oh, he in the show by himself. (laughs) Morning, Shirley Strawberry. Good morning, Steve. How are you today? Yeah, yeah, Carla Pharrell. Good morning. What's up, crew? Hey, Steve. Hey, what's up? What's up? Kill Spades, better known Junior. Morning, everybody. Morning, Uncle. What's up, fam? Nephew Tommy. 
Top, top, make that sexy Tommy. What's going on this morning, party people? How y'all doing? Nah, right. you, you did right. You're not. You know, Tommy, we, we really, man, we, we kind of, I don't like keep Talk addressing this, man, because I don't like keep knocking you back down. Like, like you can go any I'm lower. I'm keep getting back up sexy. I don't care how many times you knock me uh-uh, down. Not yeah. sexy. But you up there with Michael B. Jordan? Not I'm sexy. I'm getting right back up. <laughs> you know, you man, better you motivate a nice yourself. Outfit on. You know morning. what I did? You know, I complimented. Ever since I complimented about the little nice little outfit he had on this weekend. <laughs> Why is it a little outfit? <laughs> you know, because I couldn't wear it. Hell, it's always little. Uh, so, you know, little ass hat, little, little bitty vest. <laughs> Little tight ass pants, oh, you know all that. I can't wear none of that. And ever since I complimented him, man, he just took this sexy thing to a whole nother level. That has he's gone to too far. It. It's discouraging, man. Well, no, it has to do with Michael B. Jordan being named sexiest man alive by People too. You know, Tommy. what they got to do with Tommy? I'm just Tommy curious. thought he should have been What named. people is this? What, what yeah. people is the magazine? This? It's a whole big magazine, been out forever. <laughs> Tommy thought he was robbed. I'm just saying. Oh, well, no. in order to get the title for show, Tommy, there has to be a a group or a committee of people that vote. And as far as I know, your name, committee wise, has never come up. You want to vote now? <laughs> you want to do a vote? Yeah, we no. have. A matter of fact, no. when we come back right before no, uh, they, CLO, they we got we got take five, six people uh-uh. right here. Well, let's take a vote, uh, and we're going to include Mississippi me. Monica too. All right, ask the CLO Stop and vote for fanning. Tommy right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, uh, <laughs> it is time for uh, ask the CLO, the Chief Love Officer, the CLO. Ready. And he is in the building, and he's ready. This one is from Constance in Philly. Excuse Constance. me, excuse mm-hmm. me, Shirley. I'm gonna mm-hmm. need you to pick your energy up, okay? Thank I know you. it's Go my ahead. voice, Steve. Oh, okay, it's my voice. Something wrong because it just sounds like you don't want to do this today. No, I know. You know. I'm, I'm trying to distract, <laughs> and that's you really not bothered. it. <laughs> no, it's, it's early for all of us. But, you know, know. we're gonna, we gonna need you to as the best voice in all the radio to be something like it because this. It's, that's this, you know, half-ass enthusiasm ain't working. <laughs> Thank you. Let's and go. it's not that. I promise you it's not that. It's just my voice. I'm trying. This one is from Constance in Philly. I'm uh-huh. a 34-year-old single. <laughs> Shut up, Tommy. I'm a 34-year-old single woman, <laughs> and I recently found out that my boyfriend is married. He came over Saturday, and he found, uh, and he wanted some beers, so I went to get it. I took his car since it was behind mine. I ran into the store. When I came out, a lady was leaning on his car. She said it was her husband's car, and he had lied to her and said he was going out of town with his brother. She took his car and left me stranded. I called my brother to come pick me up, and and helped me confront my boyfriend. When I got back to the house, he was gone. Should I try to apologize to his wife yeah. or not? What? <laughs> well, first of all, let me explain that he gone. She got the call and say, I got your car, blankety blank. <laughs> right. You know. Okay, so now he gone. Now, her question <laughs> is what, Shirley? Her question is, should she apologize to his wife or not? Well, you can do that. That's a decent thing to do because you didn't know. Yeah. And so you can apologize to her. But uh, don't be in the parking lot when you do it because you could get ran <laughs> over with that same car. Yeah, just text her. <laughs> yeah. She don't want to talk to you. <laughs> uh, that's a true statement. But, you know, look, so. I mean, really, um, yeah, that's a true so. statement. 
But I mean, she could just get it off her conscience and go on with her life. Don't right. I mean, you know, she response. could she could say, "Listen to yeah. me. I am so sorry. I did not know. Yeah. I did not know. Yeah. You know." Okay, thank you, Bob. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's how that go. Call. It, Ooh, yeah. not gonna help nothing. She's not going to get a response. Okay, thank you, Bob. Period. <laughs> okay, cool. Don't leave her alone. Just go on about your business. According Anonymous. to the women. That's right. Girl. Anonymous and okay in uh, Oklahoma says, I'm a customer service representative and I love my job, but I hate my coworkers. Most of them are older, like really old. I sit next to a 69-year-old man and he can't control his bodily functions, or at least that's what he said when I reported him. He passes gas throughout the day and is worse after lunch. He smells awful and it makes my life, my work life unbearable. I've asked to uh, move my desk, but my supervisor told me to be kind because he's old and can't control his flatulence. How do I peacefully <laughs> work through this with the old dude without offending him? You wow. have to put scented droplets on your COVID mask. <laughs> yeah. That's creative. You have to put scented droplets inside your COVID mask. He can be over there firing off all day. You ain't even going to know it. Because your the scent droplets inside the mask will get to your nostrils and senses quicker. Mm. Wow. But I, you are going to have to move me, though, because I'm not yeah. going to sit over here and you just blowing on me all day. <laughs> that ain't what we finna do, partner. Yeah. <laughs> offending him? What about she's offended at work? Come on now. Yeah, that's that's not a comfortable work environment no. to leave a person in the way things are. You could easily get your station moved. Yeah. <laughs> I asked to move my desk. Right. I'll be gone. <laughs> Go to HR. Go to HR, and I bet your desk will get moved. Well, she reported mm. him already, so. No, got to go to HR and get yeah. your desk moved. All right. Deborah in Mobile, Alabama says, I'm in my early 40s, and I'm dating a man that's three years younger than me. We started having sex, and he's a great lover, but I can't stay in the mood because of how much he is sweating on me. I tried flipping him over, and he's still soaking wet under me. I try to be cute and keep my bonnet off when we have sex, but he gets my bonnet. hair wet each time. Yeah, bonnet. That's something you put bonnet. on your hair. Hair bonnet. Hair yeah, hair bonnet. at night. You know women yeah. tie their hair up. Yeah, but yeah. damn. Don't nobody want to see that. What she said? She, 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 she tries to keep it off and be cute, but... Okay, I'm going to tell you why. She says, he doesn't stink at all, but it's so annoying to have sweat dripping in my face. I told him that I am. Eyes just burning. But wait, she told him that she's drenched when they finish, and he thought it was a compliment. (laughs) No. Yeah, it sure is. That's what I do. I drink you some. (laughs) She said, right, Steve, right. She says, I've never had this problem, so I need help in talking to him. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Unless you can get him to work. What? <laughs> Unless uh, you can get him to wear a dry fit by Nike. <laughs> uh, it's about all I got for you. You know, he got to come up there with one of them dry fit jerseys on. You know, they got to make nice golf shirts. You know, you can try that. I know you like skin against you, but. You got a choice right here, cause the boy is he 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 in that he thinking he accomplishes something now. Yeah. He in that giving it his all, yeah. and so he working it producing sweat. So he gonna need a dry fit. They got a matter of fact. I suggest get a soccer jersey, cause they tighter. 
Those soccer jerseys are slim fit. Ain't no fat soccer players. That's what you're not going to see. Your chunky ass ain't running down this field and stay chunky. So all soccer players is in shape and they small. So get him a small Nike Under Armour champion, you know, Adidas soccer jersey. They got a, mm-hmm. I got a nice white one myself, but I could not get it in a large because mm, it was a little bit too snug and revealed some things about me that I was not well. So you're going to need to get it in a nice size. Is he two years old? Yes. No. Yes. No, 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 no. He's no. saying he's, he's a little. He, Damn, you know. man, where you get that from? Let's, yeah. let's, no, haters not need at to all. just he's... listen carefully. It's okay. I'll start playing to it. Anyway, dog, get the right size now. Mm-hmm. If you go get that soccer jersey and uh, Emirates, they got one with Emirates on it that's real nice. It's white and gold. I got that. But there's uh-huh. so many X's in the back of that thing, so I could get it on. Coming up, nephew Tommy's run that prank back okay. right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in national news and entertainment news, Carla is going to tell us all about the big versus battle. That's when uh, that one's going to be between Gucci Mane and Jeezy, and that's going down tonight. What? Okay. Yeah, that's going to be good. But Woo. what's up with Naomi Campbell and Tyra Banks? I mean, they're beefing. Mm-hmm. Really beefing, okay. Yeah. And, um, Why are the two models fighting? What is that? I know. Yeah, yeah. Come the, on now. it started years ago when they. Everybody were... old in this picture. <laughs> <laughs> Too old so to why? be beefing. Yeah. They look good though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't say they wasn't fine. Oh, I know. We just old in this picture. Yeah. So what? What's Too old the need to, fight. to beef? Yeah. I thought they settled it, man. But wait a minute, I you all so. are always fighting. Come on now. Who? That's my. All right. <laughs> Me and Nate, right. well, we never settled it. <laughs> All right, listen. We have today's prank phone call with the nephew. Nephew, what you got for us? Fight night. Fight night. Okay. Get it cracking right. up in here. You know, got to fight night. You know, you got everything you need, but we missing one key ingredient. You know, so I need a little help with my fight night. Take a listen. Come on, cat. Hello. Hey, I'm trying to speak to Troy. Yeah, yeah, it's me. Hey, Troy, how you doing, man? This is Kirby, man. Uh, I live uh, a couple streets over from you. What, what's happening with you, brother? Uh, Kirby. Uh, uh, Kenny, uh, Ken, Kenny gave me, you got Kenny, you know Kenny on your street, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know Kenny. Yeah, yeah, Kenny gave me your number, man. I wanted to reach out. I'm inviting a lot of people uh, in the neighborhood, man, to, you know, uh, Mayweather fight. So I'm inviting a lot of people over to the fight party over here at my house. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was wondering why I was going to watch it on Fight 2, man. That don't sound like a bad idea, man. Okay, okay. Well, listen, man, come on through. Uh, everybody going to be getting here like around 7, 7.30. And, uh, yeah. man, we got food, we got liquor, margarita machine. My boy, he going to be on the grill with the burgers and the, and the hot dogs, man. And one of my other partners going to be smoking some wings, man. So we, we good, right. man. So I'm, I'm just inviting a bunch of people in the neighborhood to come through. Cool. You need me to bring something through, man? Some wine, anything, what? Uh, look here. Now that you, uh, now that you mentioned it, man, we 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 missing a little something. Uh, hey, let me let me ask you this here, uh, Troy. You um, you got cable at your house? Yeah, yeah, I got cable. Okay, listen. Here, here what we need, man. I I got about four thousand feet of cable cord, and what I want to do is come over there and hook up this cable cord to your house and run it two streets over to my house so we can watch the fight in the backyard. Wait, 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 wait. 
Hold up, man. I know you. Hold up, man. I know. Hold on. I know you didn't just say. Now say that again. You want to get that photo? See, 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 see we got, like I say, we got the food, the liquor, all of that, man. You know, a lot of people coming over. But see, the problem is I ain't got cable here at the house. Well, how is you going to have a fight party and you ain't got no cable? And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You, you, you asked me what could you help out with, so that's what I'm asking you. I, I used to work for the cable company. I know how to hook it up at your house. I know how to bypass pay-per-view. Hey, We're going to hey, run it two streets old. I got a real doable cable card. I got a big TV I'm going to put out in the backyard. You call me and invite me to a fight party. Y'all ain't got no 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 cable. Now you want me to do something illegal and run 4,000 feet of cable wire two streets over to my backyard over the fence. I'm out here with these white folks. I'm already having a problem with my mortgage already. Now, now, you want me to do something illegal or get me put out? Okay, I, I understand that, dog. But listen, what I'm saying is, dog, we just talking about for a few hours. We ain't open. We ain't, it ain't like we've been doing it for a couple of days or nothing. I, I, I don't know how you, you can even call it. Call up a cat, man, and invite him out to a fight party, and you ain't got no cable. Okay, but I invited you to the, you finna get liquor and food and stuff, man. You finna have a good time. Do man, your I, part. Let, let me let me get a little bit of your cable for a couple of hours so everybody can watch the fight. So you want to have a fight party at my house? Man, I don't know you like that. You know, I'm not saying we having it at your house. house. house man. I, I'm, 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 like I'm on We having it at my house. We just using your cable. Man, I can't have no cable. I don't do nothing illegal, man. I'm not having no police in front of my house, man. I got I got a family now. I'm a family man. I, got, I get up every morning and go to work. I work hard. I'm not going to have I, no And no I got that, man. man. I'm just telling house. you for a few hours, man, so we everybody can see the Mayweather fight, man. Man, you saying Kirby and Kenny, man, I don't, know, I don't really know y'all people like that, man. I don't know Kenny well. I just know because they keep a nice yard, man. I don't know y'all. I can't be having no laws and all this. My children running wild this cable coming from my house. Like, I can't have that, man. Y'all out here with these white folks. These white folks is not having it, man. I understand all that, man, but I didn't invite all these people. I can't disappoint these people. I got to have the fight on at the house. I understand your situation, my brother. I want to be at your house watching the fight, too. But I ain't nowhere in the world I'm going to have no 4,000 foot of cable running from my house. I can't see that one. I'm, I'm out here in the suburb now with a family now. I can't do them type of thing, man. I, can't, I don't want no police. I don't want the cable. Hey, man, you the only one in the suburb. I'm out here, too. What I'm trying to tell you is I'm not going to disappoint these people. Now, I want to have your approval, but I'm coming to hook this cable up. You coming where to hook up a cable? I'm coming to your house to hook this cable and run it two streets over. Oh, so if I say you can't hook it up, you're going to come and hook it up anyway. That's what you're telling me? I'm telling you I can't disappoint these people. I'm coming to hook this cable up, man, whether you like it or not. Oh, Now, if you put it in front of my I will fuck out for the cable. It's going to be a guy. Right. Hey, man, I can't disappoint these people. Now, I'm just trying to get you to show some love for four well, hours. You don't disappoint them. You don't have a show for them. If you come over to my house, you bring them people you got over there with you so they can see a fight. Hey, man, what what are you, what are you saying? You, you're trying to tell me you ain't going to let me hook the cable up when I get over there? I stand up on it. I'll be waiting out there with no shirt and a shot. And you ain't going to land 15 rounds with me. Hey, man, I'm not going to sit here and get it. Me, you was cool. I told to an extent, but you're not going to get me to break no law in front of my children out here, man. I'm 39 years old. I don't play them games, man. When I was younger, you may want to kind of coerce me with a lot of money. But, hey, I'm not going for that. I'm not going for that route this time, brother. I'm not having all that activity going on in my house. I'm coming over there, and I'm hooking up this table. Well, you come on there, you your bad I got something for you, Tuffy. You come on. I'm going to sit in front of my house right now. Tell Kenny to come with it, too, Mr. Kerry. I got something for all y'all. All I'm telling you is I'm coming over there to hook my cable up so these people can watch.
fight. Hey, well, line it up then. Yeah, you gonna come take some care from my house? Line it up. I'm gonna have my wife take my hands up right now. Gonna be a fight. I got one more thing I need to say to you, though. Is you listening? I don't care what you say. You come in front of my house, you better bring some help with you, because you ain't gonna leave here. You come in front of my house with some cable car. I don't give a who you is, and I'm gonna whoop Kenny. And whenever I see him, I'm whooping him on sight. I don't care if my children in the car, it is his children in the car. And I'm going to whoop you if you come around here with that nonsense. This time I do, I'm going to put some on you right here, man. You come around my eyes right now with that I said I got one more thing to say to you. Are you what you got to say is you listening to me. I'm listening. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your boy. Who is <laughs> This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Man, I know you ain't called my phone, man. My blood pressure high here. You got me ready to squabble, man. I got bad cholesterol, man. Now, you done raised my cholesterol level and everything, man. You got me ready to whoop somebody out here. <laughs> All right, man, I got to ask you this right here, Troy. What is, what is the baddest, I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land? Man, the Steve Harvey Morning Show, man. Y'all crazy. <laughs> Yes, sir. Hey, man, Ooh. you know the part I picked up that I didn't hear yesterday, what he said was? Okay. He said, What's that? You come over here. I prom- You can't go 15 rounds with me. <laughs> come on. Entertainment <laughs> and national news coming up next. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Bobby Brown suffered another family tragedy. His eldest son, Robert Bobby Brown Jr., died unexpectedly at the age of just 28 years old. Oh my God. Yeah, Los Angeles police said yesterday afternoon they responded to a medical emergency call and discovered Bobby Brown Jr.'s body in his apartment. They do not expect foul play, therefore a criminal investigation was not launched. Bobby Jr. was following his father's footsteps into uh, the music business and uh, Bobby Brown acknowledged the tragedy with a simple message on Instagram saying, I love you forever, King. Wow. That's so sad. As we all know, uh, Bobby Brown, of course, lost his daughter, Bobby Christina, about five years ago. And our condolences going out to Bobby Brown and his family. What a tragedy. 28 and... Unthinkable yeah. to lose uh, one child for two. Two? Yeah. Whew. All right. Prayers for Bobby and his family for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, we're gonna try and switch gears now. Um there's something still going on between Naomi Campbell and Tyra Banks, okay? Mm-hmm. Naomi posted a picture of her and uh, Tyra back in the day from a, from an episode of America's Next Top Model with the caption, here's why fans are starting to think Tyra Banks is the real mean girl and not Naomi Campbell. Uh, fans responded on social media like, hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, they were like the beehive on this one. But uh, Naomi took the photo down. Naomi and Tyra, uh, their beef goes back to, to the early years of Tyra's modeling days. And she said that Naomi was mean to her. But Naomi says Tyra is the mean one. So I don't know. Too um, old for this. And number one, blowing my candle out ain't going to make yours brighter. What right. do, difference do it make? Who thought who was the mean girl? Mm. Both of y'all successful. Both of, you, both of y'all are beautiful. beautiful. Both Smart. of y'all are highly intelligent. Yes. What? Let this Come go. Yes. Come on, queen. Who what somebody mm. thought, man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if, I, if I gave a hoot 
I really want to say something else. About what everybody thought about me, I wouldn't be able to do a damn thing. No, you wouldn't. I would be, be paralyzed because <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they yeah. still talking about you went up there and they still bring this up. I can't even go get a haircut. I don't give a flying. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I think we get what you mean. You I, made I your really point. I really think you drove it home Over with here. that yeah. last. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you got it. Uh, no, we, we got clear. It. We got We're crystal it, clear. We have clarity on how you feel. Yes, Ooh. sir. Yes, sir. Got it, and, uh, <laughs> Finally, we're moving on now for real. Yes. Finally, <laughs> finally, in national news, there's some good news on the coronavirus front. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the country's leading infectious disease expert, says that Americans could get their first shot of an approved vaccine against COVID uh, as soon as April. Dr. Fauci told USA Today that frontline healthcare workers would likely get vac- vaccinated uh, in late December or early January. Next would be those at high risk of infection or severe disease, followed with the general population in April through July. Um, Fauci added that if the majority of the population gets vaccinated uh, before summer and fall, we will soon be able to return to the way life was prior to the pandemic. Come on. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Steve. Can't wait for that, I'm I'm just telling you, look, I'm paying close attention to this situation right here. And whatever is ready. April or April, he says, general population. No, they're going to have something ready by December for some other people. Yeah. What is I waiting April for? Frontline. Frontline. We frontline. We on radio every day. Frontline. (laughs) Frontline. Frontline. Healthcare workers. (laughs) Workers. Those are the real heroes. All we've been talking about is, and I agree with you 100%, Uh and they should get it absolutely first, the day after they get it. (laughs) You next. <laughs> no, after the frontline hair, uh, healthcare workers, almost said hair care workers. Uh, next would be those uh, at a uh, high risk of infection or and severe that's disease. That's us. I, that's, that's us. Me. High, high risk. High risk. Black man. High risk. Infection. Oh. Police brutality <laughs> is an infection. High risk. Black man. Racism. A pre existing condition. Oh. Than it's general racism. Population. Uh-huh. No, not everybody ain't in this. <laughs> everybody not in general population. Everybody yes, ain't don't are. get racism and oppression put on them. No, they not. This is a pre-existing condition. It's called racism, bigotry, uh, systemic uh, racism, police brutality. I have been suffering with it since I can remember. Mm-hmm. And I'm in high risk. So I'm right after the frontline workers. And, and I'm old. <laughs> that's the real what? reason huh? yeah that's what? the real Mo. That's right there <laughs> what more do I need to get this damn vaccination so do Although any Steve- of you guys have any um, reservations about getting the vaccination <laughs> what little oh, bit you know I, I, bit. I, I, I did yeah. initially I'm gonna have a know, vaccination wanna... party <laughs> okay, so that's but, no for Junior. Yeah, no, but now it's, I kind of want to wait a month or two and see how somebody turn out first. And then... Oh, you're gonna wait. You're gonna you're general pop. You're gonna wait. Okay, April through July. Yeah. And then they're saying, you know, this. I, I ain't worried about a damn thing. I'm putting it on like Vicks vapor rub. <laughs> Where, you wanna, Steve? You want to get back all on my chest? <laughs> Up under my nostrils. I'm going to have it under the bottom of my feet with hot socks on. What is you doing? Vaccination. 
You get on this plane and go kick it up. Man. And then go put a robe on and get under the covers. No, get under the covers and wait on that next shot. All right, coming up in 20 minutes after the hour, uh, Carla's going to tell you about the big versus battle tonight right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Carla, so everyone, everyone is talking about the big versus battle tonight. Gucci Mane versus Jeezy. What is going on, girl? Girl. Well, you know what? There's there's some history of beef between these mm-hmm. two uh, mm-hmm. rappers. And, it you know, it goes back I, about 15 years. You know, they 2005, you know, it was over a song they were beefing. And there was some diss tracks released. And then mm-hmm. Gucci Mane said some guys, you know, broke into his house and attacked him, and he shot and killed one of the guys, and one of the guys was one of Jeezy's associates, and Mm. then Gucci Man served time for the shooting but was later released because he maintained it was Mm self-defense, and he was released on that. Then they tried to squash. Wait, 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 wait. He shot a dude that came in his house? Yes, and killed him. What the hell? He go to jail for for that? Well, he, he went to jail for a short period of time. He was released. They couldn't prove anything, prosecution. He was released on that. So, so move, moving on, They don't do the police though. like that. They don't go to jail until no. it's No, they don't. Well, I'll tell point. you right. Well, I don't, let me not. I'm not putting that out there in the injury. But you can't come up in here, though. Well, <laughs> uh, moving on, they tried to squash that beef. Gucci and Jeezy, mm-hmm. and then they did some songs together. Then their entourages got into it. They were beefing again. Gucci went back to prison for firearm possession for a couple of years. Things seemed to calm down. Then, anyway, they're going to do, they squashed the beef to come together to do this versus battle tonight. Take a listen. Jeezy said in a recent interview that uh, he talked about the battle and what's going on. Take a listen. The benefit is being able to do it on a platform like that, you know what I'm saying? Like Versus, because it is about the music to some extent. And for me, like, you know, it's, it's real life. Like, that's that's a part of that time period. You know what I'm saying? Like that era, if you will. And, um, you know, for me, man, like, I, I'm going to stand on what I, you know, what I believe in, you know what I'm saying? Like, I always felt like, like I said, my music is real life to me. So I know my fans and the people that, that love me and support what I do, they, they know where I'm at with it. So that's that's how I'm coming. You know what I'm saying? I'm bringing that thug motivation for sure. I'm not saying that this versus is going to be friendly, but can it be cordial and go off without any incidents? Because I, I, I've already seen Gucci posting memes and stuff like that. Can, can right. it be civilized, I guess? I, mean, I guess we got to wait and see. <laughs> that's fair. Ooh, it's going to be interesting. Tonight. I'm not going to that. <laughs> it's gonna be let's wait and see Let, if only way can we get everybody word that we will not bring no guns yeah. <laughs> see, get all, that. everybody keep getting gun charges and going to jail can yeah. we just have a versus with no gun bring your hands mm, yeah. <laughs> This it is a, needs, so it needs to be about the music. That's it. Uh, yeah, it should yeah. be about the music. But if it don't stay about the music, can you just bring your hands? Call Woo! us 877-29-STEVE, 877-29-STEVE. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, time to go to the phones, 877-29-STEVE, 877-29-STEVE. But before we do that, let's get to Steve Harvey. Steve, you have a special announcement, sir? Hey, yeah, uh, I found out uh, that uh, 
Kears Foundation Walk for Sickle Cell uh-huh. uh, got canceled this year in Texas because of COVID. That's true, Kier? Yeah, okay. Yes. And so it's an annual, it's an annual major fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I understand how uh, nonprofits depend on funding to do the work. Uh, because I work with my own foundation. Without funding, man, it's difficult to make it work. So, Junior, uh, to help you continue to do the great work that you're doing with Sickle Cell Community, uh, I'm going to make a $10,000 donation to the Cure Space oh. Foundation. Wow. What? So y'all can just keep your good what? work going. Now, let's go to the phones. Don't want to make a big deal out of it. Just want to tell don't you that. Don't want to make a big deal. So you don't <laughs> give up your fight, brother, because, you know, we trying to help <laughs> Yo, sick ass out, and everybody. <laughs> you ain't yet say all that. Let him say what he won't call Just him. take the Just money. Man. Let him talk. Thank yeah. you, big dog. Oh, man. Yeah. Thank you, dog. Yeah. Somebody yeah. called me and told me that what, what Junior gonna do about his foundation because it got canceled because of COVID. Oh, he do a walk every God. year to raise money for him. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so we step oh, in. Congratulations, God. baby. That's beautiful. Yeah. It Way is to big. go, kill. It is. Man. All right, oh, so if no, you want to no. talk to the most generous person that we know, the very generous Steve Harvey, call us 877-29-STEVE. Let's go to line two and talk to Edrin out of Delaware. Edrin. Edrin? Yes, good morning. Yeah, uh, go ahead. What's your comment, Edrin? It's not a comment. I have a question for you. Okay. The people that told you when you were growing up that you won't amount to anything, did they live to see your success? Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them have. A lot, um, almost all of them, really. Uh, the, the man that attributed uh, really greatly to my success was a high school psychology teacher, a okay. uh, dude named Ray Davis, uh, who passed with AIDS. Uh, was really, really major in my life. Man, he was a big part of the turnaround. He never saw it because he died, but um, he he was major in my life. But everybody else that uh, told me I wasn't going to be nothing, uh, they they all have TV sets. (laughs) And uh, any of them that don't have TV sets, I send them. What about Miss Blandon, Steve? She know. (laughs) <laughs> she got right. so many TVs one time she told and me you radios. know you send me so many TVs I I started giving them to other people so you don't have to say no no it's like you get one there yeah I don't want you to miss it <laughs> and radios too that's right, that's right. Uh, line three let's go to Devin out of Gary Indiana Devin hey Devin yo what's up Steve hey what's up what's your comment or question bro I got a question about, well, it ain't a question, it's a comment. I've been hearing a lot of people call in about this president, and I like how you said they're going to have to have a SWAT team to come in there and get him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Drag him out seriously, it. man, he's like, he, this is the most childish president that you can be. And I don't understand what his supporters are keep hanging on for. Do you understand that this man has not made any public appearances since he lost the election? Do you know that this man has not made a move to pass the stimulus bill, which so many people need right now? Food lines as long as they ever been. More people hospitalized. We need a stimulus package. The man has done nothing to release any data or plans to handle this pandemic to COVID. It's rampant out of hand. He ain't addressed the platinum package. He ain't addressed nothing for black people or white people. He's done nothing, man. And y'all steady supporting this guy. And these cowards, 
these cowards in the in the, in politics, these Republican cowards who won't stand up to this man because they think that Donald Trump is bigger than God and country. So now they don't put Donald Trump in front of God and country. See, that's that's why they ain't got nothing for me after this. That's why we in Georgia need to send him a parting gift on his way out the door. Take these two Georgia Senate seats with you, partner. We have to December 7th to register here in Georgia. We have December 14th through the 31st to early vote. We're going to flip these two seats, and we're going to send you out the door with that because you ain't doing nothing for nobody. Frank phone call (laughs) with the nephew right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, today's Strawberry Letter subject is, I need it so bad, I'll wear a mask. Mm. 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 Okay. We'll get into I that. Understand. Understood, uh, understand. <laughs> that bad, huh? Right, Tommy. Put that double mask on, boy. What? But right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Nev? Thanksgiving with Cousin Benji. Thanksgiving with Cousin Benji. Y'all ain't ready. Come on. Hello? Hello, who is this? Miss Glenda, who is this? This Benji. I'm I'm calling. Is is, is Miss Purvis there? Um, No, she's not here right now, but this is her daughter. Um, Is there a problem? Uh, No, this this Benji. This Mama Mama Lois' nephew. Who who is this again? Miss Glenda. This you know, is, um, Mama, Mama Lois, Mama Lois, your auntie, ain't it? Correct, Mama Lois and Miss Purvis' sisters. Okay, I'm Benji. I'm 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 her nephew from the other side of the family. You say your name what now? Glenda. Okay, what time y'all supposed to get in? Um, we should be there by the afternoon. Okay, uh, is is Miss Purvis? Is she? Is, is your mama making the the, the the dressing? Yeah, she's making enough for about forty five people. Um, we actually, um, this was discussed about a month ago. Right, y'all on the y'all. We, they had the um the conference call. The conference, the family had the conference call, right? Yes, sir. Okay, now listen. What what reason why they they got me to call? They wanted me to go ahead and call, and, and I was trying to get Miss Purvis. She not there? No, she's not here. What's wrong? Oh, uh, okay. They not gonna they not gonna need her to do the um to do the dress. And why wouldn't they need her to do the dress? She been making it for ten years. We just we just discussed this. So what do you mean? They they say that they got somebody down here that's gonna do the dressing, especially since y'all traveling. Y'all ain't got to bring it, you know, uh, and be traveling with it. But they got somebody gonna do the dressing. Okay. Well, first of all, who are you? You're you're Benji. What is your name? That was not my name, Benjamin. But they call me Benji. But 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 uh, uh like I say, uh, I'm on the other side of the front. I ain't on y'all side. Okay. Well, I'm still trying to figure out why the f- are you calling me. Because she's been making the dressing for 10 years, like I said. And, I mean, it's been discussed, so I don't even know why, why you're calling me. I don't even know you. Oh, okay. Well, what I'm trying to explain to you just right here is that they got some, y'all ain't got to worry with bringing the dressing. They got somebody going to bring, they got somebody down here that's going to cook it. So, in other words, you know, if you can tell Miss Purvis she ain't got to worry about the dressing this year. Oh, so you want me to tell my mama, after she's been making dresses for 10 years, that y'all say, you, y'all ain't worried about it. She shouldn't have to make this year because we driving there. We drive every year. So I'm not going to do that to her. So, I mean, I don't, I don't even know who you are to be calling me anyway. Why isn't somebody calling me that I know regarding this? Okay, okay. You Glenda, right? I am. 
and Blender. Uh, all right, listen, let me say this, because I, I don't mind saying what, what everybody thinking, but, but most people don't want to say. Let me just say this right here. Really what's going on is this right here. A lot of people in the family, you know, don't really don't don't really like Miss Purvis dressing. Benji, Benjamin, whoever you supposed to be. Let me explain something to you. My mama gonna make this dressing. You gonna eat that, and we ain't bringing none home with us. So you can tell your family that I said that. Cause you understand me? No, I, I mean I. I First of all, you got to understand that I'm bringing news that that, that people done, done voted on, and this is what everybody want to do. Don't nobody. Well, well, why didn't they call? We had a meeting. My mom make the dressing. She been making it ten years. Ain't nobody been saying nothing. And guess what? When I'm up in that house, nobody better not be walking up and through there talking about my mama either. And y'all go eat the. Okay, but see right there. Why? Why? If people don't like the dressing, Glenda, why is you want to make su submit everybody to having to eat it if they don't like it? You don't eat. That's all I know. I don't know. You are calling me no. Well, I don't know no. Benjamin, Benji, whoever the hell you are. I'm Mama Lois' nephew from the other side of the family. Exactly. I don't know you. Okay, and, and really, really to, to back all that, I don't really know you. But I'm, but, but I'm, but I'm man enough. To, I'm man enough to call you and tell you what we gonna do and what we ain't gonna do. Well, I know what I ain't. I said it once and I repeat it again. She gonna make that dressing. You gonna eat it and we gonna go on by that day. Okay, okay, right there. Listen, and I know this might be hard for you to understand. What you grew up with liking, everybody else might not like. You, you can say what you want to. I don't even remember your being in my way. So you might not like it because you ain't been around, but she making dressing. Now, first of all, when y'all get down here, it's going to already be some more dressing here. Okay, okay. And she going to make her dressing, and we going to sit down, and we all going to eat. And I'm not, it's, it's, it's not even going to be discussed no further than that. I said I got to say, because you're not going to hurt my mama's feelings. Okay, there ain't nobody trying. That's why I'm trying to tell you to tell her don't make it now so she don't even bring it down. We we make when we get there anyway. Hey, look, I'm finna say this here, because evidently you ain't really understanding what I'm saying to you. I'm going to say it as clear as I can say it. If y'all come down here with that dress, I promise you, we already got dressing made. We throwing that dressing in the trash so everybody can get the dressing that we made for them. Point blank. That's what we doing. Please, let me explain something to you. I'm going to be on dressing patrol, and if I find out you that threw my mama's dressing in the trash, it's going to be some and we're going to set that off. I'm not playing with you. This was too funny to me. Uncle Carl and Kilmer, we were all on this conference call. Ain't none of them bald enough to call us or tell us to bull. But now they're going to set your stupid up calling me. I don't even know. Your power. I guess they felt like you was the like you the baddest in the world. But Benji, Benjamin, I don't even know your rap. I'm telling you now. I'm not playing with you. I'm telling you, anybody hurt my mama feeling, it's going to be some in that And I'm telling you, all y'all going to be Y'all full of down now. But I'm coming. Y'all out one Can I say something else to you? I wish you would. Can I tell you what else they were saying? What? They wanted me to tell you this, Glenda. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your cousin, Sheila. Got me the prank phone call, you. Tommy, you almost got to hit. You about to make me sick.
this Thanksgiving was, it wasn't gonna be no Thanksgiving, baby. Because I was gonna have my brother's whoop, binge Y'all play too much. Thanksgiving was gonna be canceled, baby. Okay, come here, I gotta ask you, baby. One last question before I let you go. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? Steve Harvey Morning Show. Set it off, baby. Everybody get ready for Thanksgiving, baby. That girl, Glenda, was serious about her mama. I love Glenda. She hurt my mama. My mama feelings get hurt. I'm going to be on blankety-blank dressing patrol. I slapped that plate up. We're going to set it off. I'm bringing it down here. You're going to eat this blankety-blank dressing, and we ain't bringing none of that blank back. Right. And we're going on about our business, okay? <laughs> that one was always close to my heart, Tommy, because my mom was responsible for bringing the dressing. Yeah. Oh, yes. oh, man. Yes. For the family. Hurt my, oh, my I don't God. even know you, no Benji, yeah. Benjamin, whoever the blankety blank you is. <laughs> and you calling up here like you the baddest Ooh. you know what in the world. <laughs> my brothers. Oh, dog, you, you was going to have a messed man. up ass. Yes. <laughs> Thanksgiving is canceled. My mama feelings get hurt. Yeah. Boy. You know how we are about our mama. Come hang out with that nephew. That nephew coming to Waco, Texas. COVID-19 safe. I got two shows for you at the Hippodrome. Tickets on sale right now. Nephew, Tommy, and friends, you don't want to miss it. Come watch Ignorance right after Thanksgiving, after you eat mama's dressing. Come hang out with the few. All right, after that after that dressing, that giblet gravy, that, that cranberry sauce, all of that. Come get your laugh on. Hippodrome, Waco. All right, nephew, thank you. Coming up next, Strawberry Letter. I need it so bad, I'll wear a mask. We'll get into it after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. The countdown is on for the Georgia Senate runoff dates. Request your absentee ballot now, right now. December 7th is the voter registration deadline. December 14th through the 31st is early voting. You can early vote between those dates. And then January 5th of next year is election day. So Georgia, we got to go. We got to finish our job. We got to vote for Reverend Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff, okay? Please, let's get this done, all right? And we're going to switch gears. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. If you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your letter, your Strawberry Letter, to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. Okay, we could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. Subject, I need it so bad, I'll wear a mask. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a 58-year-old widow, and I've been dating my current man for the past 10 years. He refers to me as his wife, and most people think we are married. Truth is, I haven't married him because I still get my deceased husband's pension, and he is okay with that. Before COVID-19, we were inseparable. We don't live together, but... um. He was with me day and night. We had the most spectacular sex, and he said I was the best at giving him oral pleasure. 
that was all before COVID, and now I don't see him as much because he started going back into his office for work, and I still work from home. Because he's out and about daily, he's very uptight about COVID-19. He's careful to keep his mask on at work, and then he sanitizes everything on him throughout the day. When he comes by my house, it's always during the day, and he leaves before it gets too late, as if COVID-19 gets worse at night. So he has to get home before it gets on him. I've asked him to spend the night many times, and he says he can't. Since March, we have had COVID, we have had four COVID-19 tests together, and each time we get our negative test results, we had sex. So that means we only had sex four times since March. I still dress sexy for him and keep myself out uh, up, even though he's gained a few pounds. He has gained a few pounds. He keeps a fair distance from me when he's at my house. And last week, I just couldn't take it anymore. And I begged him for sex. I told him I'd wear my mask the whole time. So he said, okay, we had sex, but it was so bad that I almost cried. He didn't kiss me, rub me, or whisper sweet words in my ear like he usually does. Does this sound normal to you, or is he using the COVID-19 excuse to distance himself from me? Bingo, I think you hit it on the head. Is he using the COVID-19 excuse to distance himself from me? I think he has done that already, and I, I think it's over between you guys. I really do. And pardon me if, if I hurt your feelings. I don't mean to do that. That's not it. It just sounds like something or someone has happened. I mean, didn't you say you had to beg him? It's right there in the letter. You had to beg him to have sex with you? What? That that alone says a whole lot right there. I mean, he's clearly lost interest in you and this relationship. I mean, this is a man you've been with for 10 years, and you've resorted to begging him for sex now? Yeah, something isn't right. Things have definitely changed. Is he so afraid of COVID-19 that he's afraid of sex too? Maybe, but highly unlikely, unless he's got it. Uh, or, or is it that he's seeing someone back at work now since, you know, he went back to the job? Uh, either way, it no longer looks good for you. I don't think you should expect him to go back to how it used to be because COVID has changed everything. And just I, I just don't see him or any man being so scared that they don't have sex with their woman. I, I just think it's over. Think about moving on. Steve? Oh, it's so much in this letter right here yeah. that I'm going to dig into. Well, let's just begin. I need it so bad I wear a mask. All right, well, let's talk about this. A 58-year-old widow been dating your current man for the past 10 years. He refers to me as his wife, and most people think we married. The truth is, the only reason you ain't married to man is because you still get your deceased husband's pension, and he's okay with that. No, you okay with that. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to marry me just so you can keep getting your husband's pension, okay, cool. I get all the benefits. Now, guess what? I ain't got to live with you. I could just come over here and hit it when I want to mm -hmm. and walk away because you prefer that money. Oh, you made your decision what's more important to you. The, the decision is your dead husband's pension. That free money is more attractive to you than her husband. So mm -hmm. he didn't figure that out. So cool. Now, COVID came. Before COVID, y'all was inseparable. So you say, well, COVID then provided him an out. Shirley has got that right. He's just gone. So now, 
He was with you day and night. We had the most spectacular sex, and he said I was the best at giving him all pleasure. Did did you feel like we needed to know that? I know. I was like, what? Because I'm trying to figure out what that got to do with this letter. But it's, this is obviously some information you felt we needed to know. Obviously, it's something that you take a lot of pride in. Because mm-hmm. you got the title. Because you done gave him the best oil pleasure he ever had. Hell, you're 58. Uh-huh. A lot of practice at 58. Oh, oh. 58 years old. Hell, I play dominoes pretty good. You know why? Because I've been playing 30 some years. Mm, okay. That's why I'm good at dominoes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Bid with spades, checkers. Because I've been playing since college, little boy. <laughs> what the world did you put in this letter? You gave him the best. All pleasure here. Why do you think we need to know that? Nah, I can't get off of it. Oh, hold on, Steve. We'll have part two of your response coming up at 23 minutes after. I need it so bad, I'll wear a mask. Back after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. The subject, I need it so bad, I'll wear a mask. Ooh. Well, y'all, this 58-year-old widow uh, been dating her current man for 10 years. How that happens, I don't know. But then quickly we understand. He refers to me as his wife, and most people think they married. Truth is, I didn't marry him because I still get my deceased husband's pension, and he's okay with that. Oh, that's ideal. Wait a minute. I get to have you, wife you, do all the wifey stuff with you, but I ain't got to marry you because you want to keep getting your dead husband's pension? Bingo, jackpot. We can do this for 30 more years. We were, before COVID, we were inseparable. We don't live together. Key word now, listen to me. We were inseparable. We don't live together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got mm. news for you. Mm. That's not inseparable. But he was <laughs> with me day and night. He had the, We had the most spectacular sex, and he said I was the best at giving him all pleasure. I don't know why this 58-year-old woman felt that that was a necessary statement to make to us on the radio. Why would you type in on the national radio show and say you got the title of giving the best oral pleasure? The hell is wrong with you? I don't know why you thought we needed to know. It has nothing to do with this damn letter. We're talking about COVID. And again, you 58, you got a lot of practice. Wow. Hell, like I said, I'm good at dominoes because I've been playing a long ass time. I'm good at spades too. Woo! Ben Whist, woo! Boston, here come. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. All of that <laughs> anyway. was before COVID. And now I don't see him as much because he started going back to his office for work, and I still work from home. Because he's out and about daily, he's very uptight about COVID-19. Now, I don't know how old this man is, but he got every right to be, and he should be. He's careful mm-hmm. to keep his mask on. He sanitizes everything throughout the day. And when he comes by my house... It's always during the day, and he leave before it gets too late, as if COVID gets worse at night. So he got to <laughs> get home before it gets on him. Right. What? 
Yeah. Y- y'all <laughs> was inseparable, remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember the inseparable? Now he got to right. leave before it get dark at night because mm-hmm. he got somewhere to be. That's right. He got somewhere to be. He back at work. Some things have changed. Shirley nailed it. Some things have changed, sister. I've asked him to spend the night many times, and he said he can't. Well, a minute ago, y'all was separable. Now he can't spend the night. Mm-hmm. Why? Because something's going on. Since March, we have had COVID-19, four COVID tests together, and each time we got our negative test, we had sex. Well, mm. just four times <laughs> since March. Okay. So that means we've only had sex four times since March. My bad. I jumped a gun. I still dress sexy for him to keep myself up, even though he's gained a few pounds. Well, mm. it's COVID. But somebody don't give a damn are. about them pounds. Because <laughs> wherever he got to be at night before it get dark outside, they waiting on his fat ass. Mm. He keeps <laughs> a fair distance from me when he's at my house. <laughs> and last stupid. week, I just couldn't take it anymore. I begged him for sex. I told him I wear my mask the whole time, so he said, "Okay." We had sex, but it was so bad that I almost cried. Wait a minute! At the top of the letter said we had the most spectacular sex, and he mm-hmm. said I was the best at giving him all pleasure. That's what you said, but now all of a sudden it was so bad because, girl, <laughs> what? He ain't just having sex with you no more. Mm-hmm. He got to give you this bad sex because case he get home. And the good sex had to happen. He can't wear himself out. He old. You 58. <laughs> he, you past 58, you can't do a whole lot of women. I'm just going to tell you that. You, you, you ain't what you was, partner. <laughs> so you got you to you pick and choose. You can't do everybody. That was a time when you could do everybody. Everybody, anybody wants some, here come, come and get it. When them days is over, you got to pick and choose. Junior. <laughs> yeah, count my days. <laughs> we had sex, but he almost cried. He didn't kiss me. You got mask on. He didn't kiss me. You got told a man to wear the mask. Rub me or whisper sweet nothings in my ear like he usually does. Listen to me. It's hard to talk in that mask. Now, now them, them sweet nothings is, is hot ass remarks in that mask. Whispering sweet nothings in a mask is not whispering sweet nothing. It's breathing hot ass statements. <laughs> Does this sound normal to you? Yep. Or is he using the COVID excuse to distance himself from me? Yes. He's yep. practicing social distancing. He's out. It's over. Mm-hmm. Things have changed. You need to prepare to move on because he has. He can't stay over there at night no more. It ain't cause the COVID gonna get on him. It's cause if he don't come on, she gonna get on him. Uh huh. Yep. You don't go over his house, do you? You ain't mentioned that. You ain't loud at, at his all. house. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't know where he live. Uh oh. Oh 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 oh. Just got real. Okay. Uh oh. All right. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> no <laughs> Post address. your comments on today's strawberry letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, coming up, it is our girl at 46 minutes after the hour, Cheryl Underwood, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, it's Carla's reality update. But right now, Steve, introduce our girl from the talk. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to bring to you a woman who Shirley Strawberry says needs a full-time assistant so she can stop pulling up at the grocery store. Ladies and gentlemen, Cheryl Underwood. <laughs> Thank you, Steve Harvey and everybody on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So People hey, Magazine Cheryl. has named Michael B. Jordan the sexiest man alive. Yes. I agree with that choice. I think that's a good choice. Tommy uh, does Honorary it. mention. The, what? What? Tommy doesn't. Go, Tommy. go on, go on, Cheryl. Don't okay, well, I'm, I'm going to holler at you in a few seconds, Tommy, but we might, we might have a discussion because I want to give a shout-out, honorary mention uh, to Lenny Kravitz. You're getting your oh. sexy on, boy. Stop playing. You should have been something <laughs> up at now. Uh, Sterling Clay Brown in the movie Marshall, when you was blowing Kate Hudson back out, let me tell you something on the couch. <laughs> I'm just telling you, boy, this is us, baby. Uh, uh, sorry, apologize to your wife. But I'm going to name some things that I believe make a man the sexiest man alive. Any man who washes out the bathtub after he uses it, Carla and Shirley, <laughs> makes him sexy. the sexiest man alive. Am I, am I right? Am I right? That's, that's right. That's right. That's Any man that takes your car and fills up the gas tank and gets it detailed and washed. That makes him the sexiest man alive, Shirley yes, Scarberry. Yes, Lord. Any man, any man who wears aftershave, mm. better known as smell good, yeah. makes you the okay. sexiest man alive. Yes, yes, yes. All the fathers and protectors and the leaders in the community, shout out to all fraternity men out there and all the brothers that's holding yeah. it down for us. That makes you the sexiest man alive. Uh, yeah. All the essential workers. All the essential work, girl, mm-hmm. listen, every time I walk in my grocery store or any hospital, I just be like, ooh-wee, damn, you looking good. Especially in them scrubs. Mm, McDreamy, chocolate McDreamy. Okay. Uh, the the, the all-black officiating team that uh, in the NFL, the refs, the black refs, yeah. they about to have making history. I'm going to yes, need them to are. walk out on the field slow in a line with the smoke behind them like the new edition video. That's what I'm going to need them to do. <laughs> I love Sexiest it. man alive right now is my fraternity brother, Phi Beta Sigma. He's an astronaut, Victor Glover, driving yes. a space yeah. station. Yes. The first black man yes. to do that. Any man, the men that are running for Senate out of Georgia because they know what's at stake. I see you, Osof, looking like a baby Kennedy. And Reverend Warnock, <laughs> you better stop looking like a sexy J.B. Smooth in the crown. <laughs> <laughs> I see you, Rand. I see you, You nailed that one, Cher. You nailed yeah, that one, Don't he look like, uh-huh. man, I was like, he looked like J.B. Smooth. Oh. <laughs> I see you, Rand. But the but the sexiest man alive to me right now only has two letters in his name, capital J, capital R. Hey, Junior, you look sexy, baby. And and as the Dale say right now, I'm gonna give my baby a standing ovation because he sure will give a hand to you. Go ahead, see. Standing ovation. All right, That's Cheryl right. Underwood, we thank you. We love you as always. <laughs> Reality Update with Carla at the top of the hour right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Tommy, you got it. Introduce our girl. All right, let's get to it. She is here, Carla Farrell, with what? Reality Update. 
All right, thank you, nephew. Here we go, Real Housewives of Potomac. Well, the ladies are still on their trip, Steve, kicking it in Portugal. And child, your girl Ashley, she just played Candace all the way. Ashley told Giselle and Robin that she was a character witness for Monique in this case against her countersuit against Candace for the whole big fight and pressing charges and all that. Robin and Giselle, they were like, you know, Ashley, that's not cool. That's just so not cool. Wait till Candace finds out what Ashley has done. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> like that? <laughs> Baby, Candace is going to act a fool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, Candace, speaking of Candace, she says she's ready, Shirley. She wants mm-hmm. to be a mother, and Ashley is just oh. not trying to hear that. She's still holding on to things that Candace has said in the past about yeah. her when she was trying to start her family. So I don't know. Ashley's just holding on. She's just being petty. It's just mm-hmm. bringing up stuff, and she keeps wanting Candace to apologize. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't, for I don't throwing understand. The knife at her for yeah, throwing yeah, the knife <laughs> at her. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Candace <laughs> did do that. So and anyway, then that. Right. and then there's that, the butter knife incident. And then uh, let's talk about Karen. What's up with her trying to figure out? You know, she's trying to mess up the surprise when she told Robin that she saw her man Juan going to the jewelry store with Giselle, Robin's friend. So why are you? You mentioning that Karen in front of Robin, you're messing up surprise. Obviously, if this man is going to the jewelry store with his ex-wife and he's about to repropose to her with her friend, you come on, girl. You know what's about to happen. Why are you trying to, you know, mess up all that big surprise? And then check this out, Tommy. Giselle took a page out of your book. She tried to prank. She well, she did prank the new cast men, member Wendy. She put a fake spider in her bed but this is what she that didn't really scare her but honey she put a fake rubber snake in her mm. bed and you know Ooh, the that snake baby wendy pulled them covers back and broke she took off <laughs> <laughs> And you know, that would have been me. I would have went to the airport and left. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about you. Yeah, when you saw that, Uh absolutely. We definitely ain't going back in that room. Okay. (laughs) No, no, no. Y'all need a whole nother flow partner. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Giselle, you play too much. So, anyway, moving on. New show alert. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City yeah. is ratchetry and Botox at its highest yes, level. Yes, yes, ratchetry yes. and Botox. Yes, <laughs> a lot of plastic <laughs> surgery going on, uh-huh. Junior. Yeah, and, and and who knew the Mormons they turned up? Who knew? Anyway, there's this black woman on the show. She's one of the new cat. Obviously, she's a cast member. Her name is Mary. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you this: Mary is dead wrong for this. She is married to her step. Grandfather. Uh, huh? step She's grand. married to her step grandfather. <laughs> grandmother's <laughs> husband. Yes. Mary's grandmother's. This is her husband. She put in her will that when she passes away, that she wanted her husband to marry one of her girls. And her husband married Mary, this woman's what? granddaughter. When yes. you come married on. for like 21 what? years, right? They've been married, married for 21 Junior, years. Yeah. Junior, exactly. Junior, Junior, you ain't got time for this. Just do the recap. I know. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's see, good. you want to watch it, That's right? You want to see what this right. look like. No, it's good. 
He, it's good, but he looks straight crazy. Let me just yeah, say I, that. That's what I figured. Yeah. That's yeah, Papa looking straight crazy, yeah. but uh, <laughs> that's what I figured. I said, "What girl? You married your grandpa? That's weird." Don't forget, she's a pastor. Yeah, and she's a pastor. It's a lot going on with Salt Lake City. It's too much. It's too yes, much. yes. So if you're bored and you need something to watch, <laughs> check it out. Follow me at Lips by Carla on the gram and Twitter. What you got, Shirley? <laughs> Junior Sports Talk coming up right after this at twenty minutes after. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are. Time for a quick round of sports talk with Junior. Yes, Shirley. Last night was the NBA draft. Really, not really much of a big thing, though. Really, mm-hmm. it was, you know, it's going to change these young men's lives, absolutely. But it just was expected. Um, Anthony Edwards went number one uh, out of Georgia, uh, shooting guard. He went to Minnesota. James Wiseman, the center out of Memphis. Good brother, too, man. He's going to be good. Go. He went to Golden State. Oh. And this is a good thing. Did you hear that Clay Thompson got injured, too, man, at Golden State? Man, he's going to be out again. With what? a torn Achilles, man, playing a pickup game in Los season? Angeles at a gym. At a, gym. a pickup yeah. game? Wow. Yeah, man. He And he got injured, man. So he's going to be out for next season with a, possibly a torn Achilles attended. Uh, LaMelo Ball went number three to, uh, to Charlotte. Patrick Williams, oh. small forward out of Florida State, went Charlotte. to Chicago. Yeah, he went to Charlotte, man. LaMelo Ball well, will be in Charlotte. <laughs> Ooh, no, no. He got you saved. You get lost man. in the Timberwolves. You're going to get lost in Charlotte, too, though. <laughs> Patrick Williams shooting guard, uh, shooting small forward. He went to Florida State. He went, to, uh, he went to Chicago. And here you go, up, Isaac Okora, small forward out of Auburn. He went to Cleveland. There it is. That's who y'all got out of Auburn. Uh huh. Yeah, man. He's a leading scorer too. So you got to, you got to, you got to oh, nice score nice with that. That boy yeah, he nice. So you know, Rockets. We didn't do nothing. So this is not even worth talking about. Who we? No, don't nobody want to play for y'all. No, we ain't going to have Harden because they yeah, trade. Y'all ain't going to have Harden because y'all ain't Philly trades for Harden. Yeah, they going to get Harden. Y'all the same people that traded Hopkins. <laughs> All right, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show up. coming up in 33 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, we all know the holidays are looking a bit different, and most of America is planning on hitting the road instead of the skies to see family. You heard us going rogue last week, and we're continuing to go rogue by partnering with Nissan to bring you the ultimate Thanksgiving rogue trip playlist with five different drive models and advanced technology. The all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue is perfect for your family road trip. And have you seen the features? Yes, they're unbelievable. Like the LED LED lights and two-tone color options on the exterior. And as we head out for Thanksgiving holiday, we are looking uh, for your help to create the ultimate Rogue trip playlist. So jump on social media and tell us what songs should make our playlist by using the hashtag SHMS Rogue Trip. That's SHMS Rogue Trip to nominate your favorite song. Thanks to the all new 2021 Nissan Rogue, your Thanksgiving road trip just got a whole lot better. Okay, Junior, it's on you. Let's just start singing. What are the songs that you must have on your road trip. You know, Shirley, uh, uh-huh. bands are an important part of road trips because you need something that can eat up highway. That's You right. need songs mm-hmm. that yeah. last by yeah. 10 minutes. Amen. You, okay. Okay. you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? So, uh-huh. like, well, y'all like, don't we, make them no more. Yeah, so you don't but, run through the playlist. But uh, I know something that do, though. I know you do. Now, um, hmm. you probably had this back in the day when you was, you know, on the road trying to get your career started. And when this came on, uh, where was you at in the country and where was you going and what time you had to be there? Go ahead. Mm. Oh, 
I was at the skating uh, rink. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Hooper's cake. That's a jam. What year was that, Junior? 74. Oh, I wasn't even here. <laughs> Throw that in, what, Junior. 74. That was 74? More bounce to the house? No, no. I'm just no. messing with you. Like, I'm just talking about you. say, that wasn't no 74, dog. <laughs> but, man, you had to eat up highway. This song, this song lasted about 10 minutes. Yeah. That was 80. That came out in the 80s. 19. Yeah. Uh-huh. Try. Darn. That's, that's a jam right there. That's a song oh, you want to put on when you oh. changing lanes. You changing lanes? Get, 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 get on the dance floor, baby. <laughs> you now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love if it, you ever, ever see that love, I girl like you. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. so crazy, yeah. man. Ooh-wee. Uh-huh. Ooh-wee. <laughs> baby. 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 <laughs> Here okay. go another for you. You gotta have songs that eat up highway. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Here go another one. Straight out of Cl- out of Ohio. Nineteen seventy four. That was it, baby. <laughs> Try Towers. Steve Harvey had threw a party for fifty dollars. Two hundred and fifty people came. Uh huh. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, coming up, thank you, Junior. 49 minutes the after Steve's closing remarks, our last Please. break of the day, right Watch after this. My- You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we guys. Here we are, guys. Here we our guys. last. Here we, guys. here we guys. Here we guys. Here we guys are. Here are we guys. All right. This is our last break of the day, okay? And before we get to the um, <laughs> before we get to the closing remarks, we got to talk about this. The countdown is on for the Georgia Senate runoff dates, okay? Please request your absentee ballot right now. We need you to do that right now. Our work isn't done. We got to finish part two of all of this. December seventh is voter registration's deadline. That's the last day you can register to vote. December fourteenth through the thirteenth. 31st is early voting, and then January 5th, 2021 is election day. All right, we have to do this, Georgia. We do. Let's go. Vote for Reverend Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff, okay? That's what we're asking you to do so we can send them to Washington to make sure that, um, you know, Joe Biden can get his message out and get the work done that needs to be done. Come on, Georgia. As far as COVID and the economy and all of this, yes. Yeah. Well, anyway, in closing, mm-hmm. I just want to remind people uh, that we have some unfinished business here, that there is a way to really, really get this across the finish line. I really was really, really proud of the way we turned out at the polls. I was even more amazed at the blessing that was laid at our feet uh, when they showed the election in real time. And as his lead dwindled, which is the part that he's having the tough time, we were winning. We were winning. We were like winning by a landslide. And all of a sudden, where did the votes come from? 
Yeah, that's that's what happens, man. It's called mail-in. It's the same votes that you told your people not to cast. Remember that? But at the same time, it's the same mail-in that you just tried to stop by having your postmaster general pick up uh, thousands of mailboxes all around the country. So, you know, it, it kind of backfired on you. But uh, I, I was so proud of the voter turnout for us as it started to come down and you found out that the last cities they were counting, the last places they were counting, and the uh, regions were all in inner cities, and we know who that is. So Detroit jumped it off, then Atlanta started clowning, and Philly was just like the deciding factor. And I was so proud of that. But we're still not through, because in order to get Joe Biden's uh, pledge of unity versus division, I would rather have a unified country than a divided country anyway. And, you know, I had hopes that we were headed in that direction after the election of President Obama. But then this new guy that got into office kind of peeled the skin back on the banana and has uncovered what used to be just conversations that they had in country clubs and locker rooms and in boardrooms and down at the different clubs and associations and things like that. All of a sudden, it's it was made to come out. The problem with that, the conversation they have in the boardrooms and the conversation they have at country clubs, what the difference is, these people as Trump supporters with all these pickup trucks and these flags, uh, they not in boardrooms and stuff, even though please know a lot of it stems from the boardrooms, not what I'm saying. But they're out here on the forefront. They're in the workforce. They work at the plants. They got all of this stuff. And so now we're seeing it at a different level. And they, and they don't use code words to describe their hatred and bigotry. They just out it with it. And this election has peeled back the skin on this banana. And all of this stems from this guy that who he is. First of all, let me explain something to you. He doesn't like to lose. He doesn't come from a lose culture. He was raised in a win-at-all-cost atmosphere. Well, his supporters understand that. You know, we keep getting tripped out and troubled by it, but his supporters understand that win-at-all-costs. I mean, you have to understand what their grandparents did and their great-great-grandparents did in order to be who they are. You, you cannot expect them to forget that, not all of them. Now, there are a large number of people who are moved on and have a new line of thinking, and we thank God for that. We thank God for all the non-African-Americans that was out on the front line fighting for Black Lives Matter. But hold on, man. Not everybody caught that train. And so the people that didn't catch the train, they are stuck in the way they've been raised. That's why they keep thinking the South going to rise again. That's why they fight so hard to keep these Confederate names on these buildings and this Confederate flag waving so high. They stuck back there. That's why they bought into the Kool-Aid that Donald Trump was serving, make America great again. They want to make it their version of great again. They want to go back when they had supreme control and they could push things out and do what they wanted. America was built off slaves, of, off the backs of slaves. So America's this great country right now. These great countries, these, this generational wealth that you see people partaking in came from slavery. That's what they came from. And a lot of people know it. People who were born with the silver spoon in their mouth, they know who put the spoon in there. Oh, they dress us up like they such uh, God-fearing conservative Christians, but that ain't, God didn't create your wealth. 
some devilish ways did. The vile institution of slavery did. So, look, man, let's just tell the truth the way it is. So, what I'm asking everybody to do now is we have to send a message to that portion of the country. Not our all uh, non-African brothers and sisters that walked on the lines with with Black Lives Matter. We got to send a message to that old regime. We have to send Donald Trump out, and his parting gift has to be these two Senate seats in Georgia. Because, no, man, it's not going to work because we prefer unity over division. And we're going to let you take Loeffler and Purdue with you. Bye. We tired of this mess. <laughs> and we've sent a message, and we're going to finish it up January 5th. Bye. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 